Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Thomas Welch. And I'm Josh Hyman. And uh, we're going to start things off with a little friendly ad for you. So if you guys haven't heard already, Monocle's Pizza has some famous crispy thin crust pizza. Um, it's off Highway K in O'Fallon, Missouri. They've got just the best pan pizza you could ever ask for. It's mm-hmm. one of a kind triangle pizza with mozzarella and Provel blend of cheese, pepperolis, which are fresh fresh baked rolls filled with pepperoni puree and four cheeses. They've got toasted wraps. They've got a family pleaser, a combo of pizza, salad, and soft drinks. You can dine in, carry out, or get it delivered, and they've been doing it since 1959, so they obviously know what they're doing. Um, they got a brewery, their own house, Amber Beer. They've been doing that since 1959 as well. They do community involvement with fundraisers and reading programs, and you can order online through their own app and website and also on Grubhub. So if you guys mention Locked On Blues Podcast, use the online code Locked On and get $5 off a large specialty pizza. When you, when you drop our name. So definitely check them out. Once again, that's Monocle's Pizza in O'Fallon, Missouri. And you can call them at 636-980-1212. That's 636-980-1212. So definitely check them out, guys. Um, they've got a lot of stuff on their menu. And speaking of menus, Tom, wait, on our Tom, menu. Before we, before, we, before we continue, Tommy, what's your go-to pizza topping? I, I got to know. Go-to pizza topping. Oh, man. Uh, I like a little sausage, man. I like sausage and pepperoni for sure. But Yeah, you got to go with pep. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I'm honestly, I'm a, yeah, I'm a meat, I'm a meat lover. So any no, anytime you throw some meat on there, just pineapple. Absolutely the not. Gordon Ramsay said no to pineapple. So. Thank you. I'm with you. It, it's just it doesn't work. If if you're having pineapple on pizza, that's fine. But it's no longer a pizza. You're now eating a a, a fruit dish that happens to be with some cheese and bread. Yeah. So I mean, come on, it's right, it's yeah. just common sense one one right there. Gordon Ramsay says it. So you got you got to go with the. With the goat, and but then, uh, and then, yeah. then follow up question is a calzone a sandwich? Ooh, that's fair. That's I, fair. I, I think um, a calzone's a calzone. I I, I don't think you yeah, can, it's a different breed. It is it's the same breed. animal. It's a different breed. I mean, by dictionary definition, I guess a calzone is a sandwich. It is two pieces of bread. I mean, I guess it would be more of like a maybe like a like a like a, like a press. It's a burrito. It's a pizza burrito. It's a pizza, yeah, yeah, it, it is. That's true. I mean, calzones are. I think calzones are definitely underrated, underappreciated. We need more love for calzones out there. Yeah, I feel that for sure. But yeah, so like I said, guys, Michael's Pizza, a lot of great stuff on their menu. Definitely check them out. Um, while you're here, we got a lot of good stuff on our menu for you today. Uh, obviously, we're gonna start things off talking a little bit of Jay Bomeister, but we're also gonna get into. Um, previewing the Vegas Golden Knights game, and we might uh, put a cherry on top with it. Speak, um, sticking with the food theme here, uh, let's talk a little bit of Battle Hawks. Ca-ca, baby. All right, so uh, let's so hop into it, obviously. Yeah, obviously, uh, the Anaheim Ducks game. Uh, it was one-to-one in the first period. I think uh, seven minutes remaining, is that right? Yeah, or was it 7.50. 7.50 remaining. Um, Jay Bomeister collapses on the bench. Um, you, you see Vince Dunn waving frantically to the training staff. Petrangelo comes over, does the same thing. Uh, they arrive in record time, move with quick speed, uh, do chest compressions on him. Uh, from what it sounds like, they revived him 
yeah. then stretchered him, put him in an ambulance, and got him to the nearest hospital. Yeah. Uh, just a scary, just a scary scene. You never want to see so, um, in hockey at all, but especially like your home team and a guy that obviously us Blues fans know so well. It, yeah. It, Definitely, it, it definitely was, hurts the heartstrings. It was crazy for me too because so I was coming back from um, you know I go to U Maryland so I was coming back from a U Maryland basketball game so when I got back the it when I got back they were about halfway through the first so I turn on the game and the first thing I see when they get back from commercial break is you know the medical staff stretchers I don't meanwhile I know no context of the game my phone's under disturb I don't want any updates so I have no clue what's going on all of a sudden I turn on the screen expecting to see some blues hockey and I see a like you said a moment like that and it was definitely just really scary like with no context just getting thrown in like right away you know you think okay what happened who who like like who is it what happened like you know what did i miss i didn't know if it had ha- if, if there was an injury in play i didn't know if it i mean i assumed that someone collapsed on the bench there was a little decal on the screen that said like player down on bench but it was definitely for the first few minutes there it was it was definitely like a, a, a breath held moment i think the whole hockey world kind of um, paused and was just in shock watching that watching that unfold um, you know the information came out rather slowly you know we were we were getting the updates live as they were happening we were all kind of watching I think holding our breaths and crossing our fingers because we didn't know what was happening we were witnessing something like this live but there was no real indication of the severity or the seriousness or anything like that so it was definitely a a very real world moment in terms of hockey in terms of you know watching hockey you, you don't really you don't really expect to to kind of have to let your guard down like that in terms of you know real world scary moments you you expect to sort of be able to you know watch hockey and lose yourself in that community but every once in a while you every once in a while you get a reminder like that of the real world consequences and of the of the, the you know that these guys are human and that that scary stuff like this can happen and i think it was it was um it, it definitely the world stood still for a little bit there after it happened. It was it was very surreal. I haven't seen anything like that in a while. You know, the 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 sort of the lull that went over not only the hockey community like at the game and in the crowd, but also just like social media and Twitter. It was it was it brought the community together in a way that I haven't seen in a long time. And and I think that just goes to show that the 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 community, the the brotherhood slash sisterhood that hockey really is. That everyone was able to band together and support. Um, and I think that was really special to watch was was the support that that came as a result. But you know, the, there's been some good news coming out of it. He's he was making jokes that he he was FaceTiming his teammates, making jokes that he he had forty something texts on his phone and he never gets that many texts. And he was responsive on the stretcher and acknowledging people. So it sounds like it sounds like it looked worse than it was, but it's still an, a terrifying incident, something you never want to see uh, on live TV. And, and thoughts go out to him and his family and the rest of the team in time like this. Yeah, absolutely. Sending prayers uh, to everyone involved. Um, but I think I think you definitely hit it up the nail on the head there with your like real world comments because it's easy for us as fans to get, especially on Twitter. I mean, to just get wound up in your team and like yeah. support them and like talk to other fans and like trash talk and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, like it, this is like a, a stark reminder that these guys are like actual human beings yeah. and like they're just playing a game. And there's a lot of things that are more important than just this game. And I think, like you were talking about um, on social media, uh, there was one tweet that was like, we're not uh, like Kings fans or Toronto fans or like Leafs fans right now. Like we're J-Bone Easter fans. And like, yeah, I think that really kind of encapsulates 
the way that everyone was feeling. And even just uh, like, because like you were talking about, like I was trying to set up the stream on my laptop and I was like keeping posted with it on Twitter and was seeing all these tweets, like what's going on, what's happening. Oh my God. And I was like, Oh, I better set up the stream fast. So the first thing that popped on my computer uh, when I was trying to watch a blues hockey game that I thought was in progress was like a wide shot of an, of a full crowd just like standing in the stands in an empty rink. Yeah. And it was just such, it was so like surreal. Solemn. Surreal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, surreal and solemn. Like surreal. Um, and I think it's really easy for us as fans to sort of be guilty of falling into the mindset of these guys are hockey players. I'm here to watch hockey. This is a product that I'm watching. It's very easy to forget about the real world aspect of it. And that's, that's just the design of the product. That's the point is you're there to enjoy hockey. So like it's, it's very, it can be, it can be very jarring, very shocking having moments like that, that snap you back to reality. Just so again, not to be, not to go into too much detail because it's, it's really tough to watch, but that video, that close up of him collapsing on the bench, it's just, it's, there's something very, um, very daunting about that kind of just watching a full arena of 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 people and athletes and and officials go about their go about their day their day to day you know watching hockey playing hockey officiating hockey and then there's this one individual who just all of a sudden collapses and the whole whole world in terms of that that arena just went on pause you saw the players just instantly react you know um top priority waving waving officials over waving doctors over doctors coming down from the the rows in the stands fans you know holding their breath players getting off the ice it was just it was the very um like you said you you turn on the 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 stream expecting to see a hockey game and when you see anything other than a hockey game you get confused much less an empty arena filled with medical personnel and no teams on the bench so it's it's definitely tough when you get like a, a snap back to reality like that but at the same time i think it is good bringing the community together and i think it's easy to get lost and like like you said the beefs the arguments the my team's better than your team but at the end of the day we're all hockey fans we all want the same thing we all like the same thing and we're in like like you said we were all jay bowmeister fans last night it's 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 good to sort of bring us back down to that level of at the end of the day you know we're all supporting the same thing we're a community um and, and it's we can identify when it's important to, to put fandoms aside to put biases aside and just and just come together in support of of an athlete or of a, of a player in a case like this and i think it was that was really inspiring to see and i, I think the support that jay bomeister got I, I i i'd hope didn't go unnoticed on his part you know all of the athletes are reaching out to him on twitter and i'm sure through text like he said I, i'm sure it was it was endless you know we saw what we saw through the public eye of like guys like tj oshie and scotty upshaw tweeting out to him but behind closed doors i'm sure that there was endless amount of support pouring out for him um if if, if the public support is any indication yeah and i think uh i think Corey miller posted the the photo but you even saw like the ducks players coming over in the locker room and like um, giving hugs to the blues players and like yeah. consoling them. So that even that was just like one of um, an extension of that. One of Max Jones hugging Robert Thomas was really right. Powerful. Yeah, really really powerful. Um, it was Max Jones and Robert Thomas. Jordan Kyrie was there as well, but I know that they all played together in juniors, um, World Juniors, etc. So they they knew each other, you know, from uh, just growing up playing hockey together. But you know they're out there as opponents that night, and and I think that that picture didn't come out too shortly afterwards. So immediately after the incident, after everybody's done getting undressed you just saw there's a a picture released i don't know if you guys didn't see it um 
it's out in just what looks like the the main concourse area of the the dressing rooms. It's it's Max Jones, Ducks player, uh, giving Robert Thomas, a Blues player, a big hug. You know, they they were former teammates. They know each other. But again, that's one of those things. It's 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 bigger than a game. It's bigger than just hockey at that point. It's it's these guys are friends. These guys are brothers. These guys are comforting each other and supporting each other. Um, and I think again, it was really inspiring to see. As much as last night was terrifying, and and you never ever ever in a million years want to see anything like that. It was there were positive that came out of it especially now knowing that um, his condition is improving when his condition is improving you can look at the positives and and say it was an inspiring moment in the sense that it brought the community together Um, yeah for sure Um, so obviously uh, I don't think this bears repeating because I'm sure everybody knows but the game did get um, postponed they haven't set a date for it yet Um, but I'm sure whenever the game is played there'll be a lot of uh will be a lot of heavy hearts because they'll be remembering like what happened yeah and i mean this is again this is very this is very premature but with with the two major incidents like this in the past the first one coming to mind is rich peverly um i don't think that there's been an instance where a player has collapsed like this on the bench and and returned to play hockey again and again i don't want to speculate don't want to assume you know it just happened last night we're getting an update pretty soon i believe that's reached care from the blues but if that were to be the case if he were to to call it a career as a result of this, I think, you know, we've been talking about this for weeks. We've been speculating at what he's going to do from here on out. And um, I think it's one of those things where, like we've said uh, time in and time out, nobody has earned the right to call it a career more than him on this team. And with an incident like that, I think, I think, like you said, it's very real world. As much as I'm sure he wants to go out and play hockey night in, night out, um, it, it's real world. There are real world consequences to stuff like this. And I think for for him, um, it's just it's just going to be a matter of of the step, the correct steps to take from here, and and the assessing the risks moving forward. But I, I, it's just at this point, it's just hope he recovers primarily just as a person and and just becomes Jay Bomeister again and then the hockey thing can come much later but primarily it's just about him as a person him as a human getting back to full strength uh full health yeah absolutely I think I think um really like the hockey community can just take a lot a lot away from this incident as a whole just like it put it really does put in this perspective that like hockey is just a game and we are all people who are enjoying the same game. So there's no reason for us. Like even like looking at blues Twitter today, like there's people just fighting over the dumbest thing. It's yeah, like there are unfortunately. We're, yeah. Like we're literally all and even within our own community, like we're all fans of the same team. Like there's no reason, especially like personal stuff and like attacks and like actually trying to make people feel bad about themselves through social media. Like there's no reason for that in any part of this world, much less like a sports world where we're all just here to enjoy the same product. Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right. I think we can, I think we can move forward, uh, before we do quick, quick ad insert, uh, electronic digital insert, and then we'll be right back. All right. So moving on, obviously I'm sure we could talk about Jay Bomeister and everything that involves that. Um, all day long, but we yeah. we are we are gonna try and fit a couple more topics into this segment. Um, so the Blues do play the Vegas Golden Knights coming up here soon. Um, yeah. The series is tied at one one. The Golden Knights got the better of the Blues on January fourth. They won five to four. Um, 
I don't know. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, just sort of briefly touching on this game. Uh, yeah, I touched on it on Monday's episode. But, um, I mean, it's tough to, to look at this game, you know, without thinking about what happened last night. Um, but just from a pure hockey perspective, um, I do think it's a it's a must-win game for the Blues in the sense that they have been struggling lately. Um, and I think they need to get back up to, to full speed, full form. And, but but regarding what happened last night with Jay Bomeister, I think that it's going to be impossible for for the players to keep that out of their minds. Um, yeah. Whether that be a motivator or an inhibitor, I, I don't think we can really uh, speculate too much. But I think I, I, I personally don't think I can say too much about what to expect from the game right now because I think a lot of it depends on the next 24 hours in terms of J-Bone Easter news and team news and what the attitude is going forward. I mean, I, again, I can't imagine that, you know, they're going to forfeit the game or anything silly like that. But I, I do think that the attitude in the locker room is going to take a, a big shift these next few days as a result. Um, I think I think it could be used as a good motivator, but again, I don't want to I don't want to make light of a situation. I don't want to like take advantage of it and say, oh, hopefully this will help them be good at hockey. But I think it really depends on the ne- how these next few days and few hours play out in terms of his health and his well being, because um, it, it definitely will impact the team and it definitely will impact the rest of the season in terms of their their attitude and their mindset. So I think we'll see. Um, I would expect I would expect there to be a, a lot of focus tomorrow night. For sure, I think I think if there would be anything, I think the attitude would be just focus on the game, just play play hockey, you know, for sixty full minutes. Um, it it should be a good one from from that perspective. I, I I would expect there to be some sort of tribute or some sort of message for Bowmeister in the pregame or something like that. So, um, I, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see how it's handled from that sense. Um, in terms of what what happened, obviously with recent events, but just from a hockey perspective, I expect a good game. Blues and the Knights always play well. Uh, Blues have the Knights number so far, you know, uh, throughout their throughout their existence. So I'm expecting a win. Should be a fun one, though. Yeah, it should be a fun one for sure. Uh, I think a guy, obviously, like you were saying, like there is going to be a lot on these guys' minds, especially. Uh, I think there's supposed to be a formal announcement from Armstrong here in the next 30 minutes, so we yeah. might get a might get an update sooner than the next 24 hours. But I really think that. That announcement, like you were saying, Josh, um, based on its like severity, could potentially sway like the boys yeah. to be like, okay, and, like. And I'm sure that they know more behind the scenes than the pub than the public knows. But again, I just think it depends on like the severity and the and the response of the team. It, it, it definitely depends because a, 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 an event like this can shape a, a season. And again, I don't like talking about this just from a pure hockey perspective because, again, it's about a lot a lot more than hockey. But yeah. the fact of the matter is an event like this can shape a season. And how they respond tomorrow night I think will be a good indication of, of where they're going moving forward. Um, and I hope that they can cause them to band together and sort of create a greater bond and play for him, play for Jay Bomeister, play with his support. Um, you know, because he is an Iron Man, he he never misses a game, and I think I think that's what he would want to do. I think that's what he would want from the team. I think they would that he would want them to play for him. You know, just I think that that's who he is as a, as a player. That's his style. But um, I, I think that they're going to definitely band together in, in support for him, and, and it should be interesting to see how the, these next few games play out as a result. And I think it's really going to help too that the like obviously it's not ideal for this to happen ever 
but with the dad's trip occurring at the same time, like all of these guys right. are going to have their dads, their, their father figures to lean on in such like a difficult time. So right. I think that'll help the team as a whole. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, Mark Stone has six points in his last five games. Uh, Max Pacioretty has three goals in his last five games. So the biggest Golden Knights, have, uh, they're turning the wheels and they're starting to get hot. So we'll see if the yeah. Blues can can put up, can extinguish the flame. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, moving forward into our last segment, how about the Battle Hawks? How about them Battle Hawks, baby? Undefeated. Best football team to come through St. Louis in the last 20 years. <laughs> That's a hot take. That's a no hot way. Take. No way. Since 99, probably, okay, well, probably past 99, like 2003. Yeah. No, That's not I mean, a hot take. Hey, what a, what a start for the XFL. It was a, it was a fun weekend of, of opening games. Uh, Battle Hawks took a 15-9 victory. Correct? Yeah, weird score, weird score. Weird score, <laughs> but it's fine. Dude, the XFL is sick. Just, like, the transparency and everything, like, replays. We get to watch their, like, entire thought process mm-hmm. just play out the whole way through. We get to see why calls are being made. Uh, we get to listen to the sideline conversations. We get to hear Pat McAfee call a freaking like, professional football game. Dude, I, it doesn't even matter about the rules. It doesn't even matter about the players. I would come just for that, dude. He's electric. I, I love him so much. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a fun. But yeah, it's, just like an entertaining product. product for it's sure. It's a yeah. fun product. And it helps that the, that the local team's doing so well. I mean – Every other, every other team lost on the road except for the Battle Hawks. Every other team, every other home team won. Yep. The only road team to win in Week One was the was your St. Louis Battle Hawks. So I mean, hey, the Locked On Blues slash Battle Hawks podcast is here. Hell, hell yeah, baby! And I'd much rather watch uh, Jordan Tamu um, run for a first down than Mark Bolger run for his life. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Or Sam Bradford. Or um, freaking Nick Foles, or take your pick of the carousel of quarterbacks that came through St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm definitely excited. It went uh, better than I expected in terms of the actual product they put out. You know, they 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 really know the audience that they're catering to. They got the they got the betting lines on screen on the on the scoreboard. Like mm-hmm. you said, they got like the replay officials. So they're basically they're basically. Um, at least from my perspective, it's like they went on Twitter and just read all of the replies to the NFL's tweets about like things that they wanted fixed and just catered their game around that. If you think about it, these are all very millennial problems that they fixed. They've got the betting lines. They've got the the in-depth replay reviews, mm-hmm. the mic'd up officials. These are all very millennial uh, um, uh, services. that they, And, you know, as a millennial, I'm not complaining. I, I love it. It's it's yeah, and even I mean you saw uh, rules implicated like uh, there's no hit on a defenseless receiver, so they're like embracing those big time hits that used to happen in like the 1980s NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, is that going to lead to more injuries? Probably, but it's also going to lead to more more exciting. Like, is it going to lead to more entertainment? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And obviously, with the XFL being. Vince McMahon's product. He doesn't really care about people getting hurt. So also, um, I, I think an early MVP candidate, uh, Cole Boozer, number sixty nine, and the DC Defenders. I mean, okay. you couldn't get away with that in the NFL. A last name like that and number like that. I think that's just. I think. Yeah. I think that that epitomizes everything that's great about the XFL. 
I think the MVPs are the boys. Uh, are the Battle Hawks just going nuts in the oh, locker room oh afterwards? God, the Shotgun and seltzers. Shotgun oh my god, seltzers. dude! Just beautiful. The 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 blues the blues stumbled so the Battle Hawks could fly. Yeah, exactly, dude. And I think I think I speak for every St. Louis fan here, every St. Louis Battle Hawk fan here, um, but every every St. Louis sports fan here in general, like. We gotta we gotta match that energy. You know what I'm saying. So I'm talking February 23rd. It's the first home game. I know there's already a group on Facebook trying to set up a place to tailgate. So go join that group on Facebook right now. Listen to me. Here's a, here's a little step by step process of what you need to do to enjoy yourself for Battlehawks. All right. Go join that Facebook group right now. If you're going to the game, go tailgate. And I want to see some WWE style celebrations. I want fur coats. I want Ric Flair woos. I want alcohol. I want seltzers. I want shotguns. I want broken tables. Uh, let's let's show the NFL that we mean business. And I already know the attendance numbers are going to be absolutely nuts in the dome. Absolutely. We already know that's a fact. I think I think the average attendance uh, for the opening week across all these other stadiums was like seventeen, eighteen thousand, which is like we we already know we're going to do better than that. So I don't. Obviously, you guys are going to show up. I don't need you to. I didn't need to tell you to show up, but uh, let's put some videos out there on social media of Battlehawk fans just raging out of their mind for this professional football team that's not even in the NFL. Yeah, I want this to. But be it's the- ours that we've born, that we've created for ourselves, and just shove it right in their face. We need to be like. Okay. We need to be like. This Bills. is what you're missing out on. We need on. to be like the Bills Mafia, but if the Bills were good. Absolutely yes. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. That's and that's I know, I know, our freaking Saint Luligans are capable of doing that. So Luligans, get out and get rowdy. Yes, sir. <laughs> Let's do it, baby. I think that's all we got today. I mean, you got anything else for the for the lovely listeners, Tommy? Uh, caw, motherfucking caw. Let's go, baby, caca. <laughs> home, of, home of your number one source for daily blues and battle hawks content. Hell yeah, baby! Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, as always, we appreciate you. We appreciate each and every one of you. We'll try to keep you posted. Um, I know I've been t- retweeting out stuff, and Josh has been retweeting stuff out, like up to the minute, essentially of anything that we hear or see about J-Bone Meester. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not following us, you can follow along. Um, we'll try to keep you posted as much as possible. But until next time, let's go Blues. Let's go Battlehawks. Kaka, Peace. Kaka.